It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P. One podcast with Matt and Tommy. And it is the Spanish Grand Prix F1 Driver Ratings Edition. We are here to reflect some more on the Catalonia action, Tommy. We sure are, are you enthralled for this one? There's, there's a lot of pit stops and a lot of different strategies uh, that's going to take some working out, this one. It certainly is. Uh, before we start working it out, uh, let's share a five-star review. This one comes in from Ben Bryant, 26, from Great Britain. And Ben's really decided to go fully detailed with this one. So just you know, buckle yourselves in. They know wheel. It's good. Thumbs up emoji. There you go. <laughs> Look, simple, sweet, sweet, effective. Love to see it. Thank you, Ben. If you want your five-star review read out, then please uh, submit it via Apple Podcasts. Maybe Google does I think Google you might be able to use Google well, as well. Basically, anything that isn't Spotify, you can leave a review. Uh, leave us a five-star review. Let us know why, and uh, we will try and include yours next time. Okay, let's get into driver ratings then, shall we? And let's begin where we always begin with Logie Sarge. Started from the pit lane, finished 20th. It's going to be a 2 out of 10 for Logan Sargent. I'm going to give him a point for, well, I was going to say for not binning it. He did actually bin it during the weekend, but not not aggressively binning it. But apart from that, the most anonymous weekend, I think, so far for Logan Sargent, off the pace, just, it wasn't even like his strategy was pathetically bad. He started on the mediums, which to be fair, only the other Red Bulls did, so didn't allow him to really go on too much of the attack, but then stuck a couple of hard tyres on throughout the race and just had no pace. He did not. Uh, I've gone for a three out of 10. He was easily beaten by Albon, which I guess is expected. Uh, and that race really did look like Williams are the worst car again. Uh, no surprise after seeing that flaw on social media. Yeah, the flaw on social media, if you haven't seen it, uh, you know, you've got the Red Bulls, the Ferraris, uh, the Mercedes, Mercedes that have such intricate designs. Little little winglets, whatever, you know, I don't know what they're called. They're not winglets, but you know what I mean. Uh, and then Williams is essentially just a, it's kind of, yeah, just like a a flat piece a flat of... piece of floor. Of plastic. And you go, ah, <laughs> that's why they're last. <laughs> that's where the pace has gone, because, of course... These new regulations, the floor is a, is a massive part uh, of the of the car's design and to, to to produce that that extra bit of downforce. Okay, well done, Logan. Although I probably wouldn't say well done too too much. We now go to Alex Albon. Started 18th, finished 16th. Gone for a six out of ten for Albon. Not much to say really. He's just driven a car that's not very good to be all right but not particularly special. Uh, I think this weekend, Williams really struggled and Alex wasn't able to put uh, that Williams in crazy places like he has done in some of the other races. So, yeah, just six out of ten. 
I've also gone for a six out of ten for Alex. Um, he didn't finish last. He beat Magnussen and Bottas, which, you know, I'm sure he'll be so proud of that uh, coming home uh, after this weekend. And yeah, it, it does genuinely look like Williams have fallen off a cliff and haven't been able to upgrade or really move forward with their car. And, you know, they're, they're a team that don't have the dollar dollar bills to just throw at this car. So, um, yeah, a shame because Alex had some decent results already this year and, and kind of showed some kind of promise, but yeah, it's, uh, it's not looking good. Speaking of not looking good, uh, Nick DeVries started 14th, finished 14th. So he spun twice in qualifying in the same part of the track, uh, got away with it both times. Um, but apart from that, again, it, it it, it, it obviously when you look at it on paper you go ah oh, well you know Sonoda finished 12th and De Vries finished 14th not really because Sonoda obviously picked up that penalty I've gone for a 4 out of 10 I should probably say that I don't know if I actually said it I can't remember if I said it but um, it's just it's just a meh weekend for De Vries not showing enough promise or push forwards towards the points that AlphaTauri need where Sonoda is showing that this is possible yeah, I've gone for a 5 out of 10 for Nick DeVries. Just an average performance. At least he's not kind of binning it in the race or done anything particularly bad. Uh, it was just kind of a a normal performance. But I am starting to think you're going to have to start beating Yuki in some of the races now, like looking like you're quicker than him. Uh, and that's not the case at the moment. Certainly not, especially around a track like Spain that is very much, you know, it's, it's a traditional racetrack. There's no excuses. It's just all about confidence in the car. Um, and yeah, just not, not being close enough uh, yet. Let's see if that changes as we go to Canada in a couple of weeks. Uh, Yuki Sonoda started 15th, finished 12th. Pain. Uh, I've gone for a 7 out of 10 for Yuki. Uh, another brilliant drive taken away from him. Personally, I think the penalty was a bit harsh. Um, I don't think we've really spoken about that in the race podcast yet, but maybe it's just my bias showing, but I think that was a little harsh. Yes, he, he's pushed Joe Guan Yu wide, but I think that's a move that Max Verstappen, Charles Leclerc, Perez have done a million times and got away with, uh, but this time they've decided to penalise Yuki, and it's a very harsh penalty to knock him way down the order rather than maybe just giving up a place to... Joe Guan Yu because it's cost him even more. So, yeah, gutted for him, but still another good drive and putting that AlphaTauri in great places. He'll just be wishing that there were more points on offer because <laughs> he'd have loads by now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another what could have been for Yuki. It's it's interesting because they have tweaked the overtaking rules in recent times. So there are certain variables that have been changing in there, which is it's just difficult when you compare instance from years gone by and you go, well, why was there no penalty for this? But there was a penalty for this and there was a penalty for this. When you actually look at it, on paper, Joe is there. He, he, is, he, he deserves space. Sonoda didn't give it to him. I feel as though, on the flip side of that, Joe bails very quickly, although I suppose he does sense Sonoda with his brake dust flying up coming straight towards him. Um, I can see where the stewards have given him a five-second penalty because you know, it, Joe, as I say, deserved that piece of tarmac. It was never going to happen because Sonoda went in a little bit hot. He had to bail. 
And then from there on, I don't think he could actually challenge, could he, Joe, uh, after that? So that was his one opportunity. Of course, you know, that part doesn't get taken into account when it comes uh, to penalties. It did seem harsh. I don't know. I just feel like it's very much, it could have gone one way or another. Um, and of course, we all feel quite sorry for Yuki as well, I would say. Uh, I've gone for a 7 out of 10 for Yuki. Um, it, I think if I was to give it a percentage, I think 60% is like, I don't think he should have got a penalty, but 40% of me understands that, yes, that when you look at the, the rule book, that is kind of what it says in the sense of Joe deserved that space. So um, tough because Yuki genuinely really deserved it. It was, it was Yuki versus... Uh, Joe, both having amazing performances. Uh, so it's great to see them both fighting for points. But yeah, I, I think in those positions, I would like to see the stewards, the FIA, get on the blower and say, Yuki, you've run him off the track. You have to relinquish the position. Yeah, that's I don't much think more fair, five second opinion. penalties for that. There was no contact. So I feel like, yeah, that was too harsh. But I also feel like Joe deserved the position. So that's, I think, how you fix that, no? Yeah, he's unlucky as well that essentially he's got a five-second penalty, which for a lot of drivers on the grid uh, doesn't matter a lot because they often have five-second gaps. Uh, but Yuki managed to have, what was it, three or four cars behind him. Dude, clinging uh, on for dear life, yeah, wasn't he? So, so it ended up costing a lot more. Well, it was five seconds, but it's four places, three places. So not good. Good for Harsh, him. harsh. Um, we now go to Nico Hulkenberg. Started seventh, finished fifteenth. I've gone for a five out of ten because I feel as though the qualifying was just an anomaly uh, and something that he just did a really good job with. But falling back so far to fifteenth, we said it in the in the race podcast as well. It felt like he was always moving forward, and yet he finished fifteenth. He was making moves left, right, and centre. Hass were. You know, if you didn't have a position counter, you would be, you know, forgiven to, to mistake them being on the podium. You know what I mean? Like they were, they were moving. Obviously, that was a little bit uh, sarcastic there, but just not good race pace. Haas, they're just not. They're kind of a similar. They're similar to McLaren in the sense where, like, it was slightly difficult conditions. Hulkenberg really did a great job, but they just couldn't hold on when it came to Sunday. And uh, yeah, five out of ten. I've gone for a 6 out of 10 for Hulk. Uh, the qualifying was really good, but yeah, what what are Haas doing at the moment in the races? They just look They did a three-stop. So Both of them did a yeah. three-stop race. What are they doing? I don't know, but no wonder they're finishing 15th. Not good. Pain. Uh, Kevin Magn... Uh, uh, no, I'm going to give Nico a 6 out of 10. I think that's fair. No, I think that's much nicer. Sorry, editor. Six out of ten, because how dare I give him a five out of ten for a shocking car and then qualifying seventh? Six out of ten. Lovely. Kevin Magnussen started 17th, finished 18th. I've gone for a three out of ten for, for K-Mag here. Um, yeah, a lot slower in qualifying. I mean, ten positions behind his teammate in qualifying is very poor. And then felt like he was overtaking cars as well, but just nothing in the race to only get, you know, uh, only finish ahead of Bottas and Logie Sarge, was it? Yeah, um, not a not a great race at all. Uh, and just, yeah, really, really poor from K-Mag. I've also gone for a 3 out of 10 for, for K-Mag. Just, where is he? 
Why is he not showing up like Hulk was in qualifying uh, this weekend? It's just it just seemed as though there were a tale of two halves for a lot of the teams. You know, signs clearly figuring it out, Leclerc having problems, but also um, just not seeming to be there the entire weekend. Um, and yeah, there's a few uh, few other. Op- uh, I suppose who else could you say is like that? Ocon and. Gasly, maybe. But yeah, either or, it just didn't seem to work out for K-Mag in these conditions in, in qualifying, then also in the race as well. And and yeah, it's it's just, it's not what I expected has to be doing at this stage of the year when they're known for falling away uh, <laughs> they're throughout to be the year. Good now. Yeah. <laughs> they're supposed to be good now and fall away later. Uh, maybe they're falling away now in order to... You know, maybe, maybe pick up a few positions later on. Uh, we now go to Lance Stroll. Started fifth, finished sixth. I've gone for an eight out of ten for Lance Stroll. Um, I'm I'm impressed. I think it's this grade is also considering how bad Monaco was as well, and to bounce back to to qualify fifth, not make a mistake, finish sixth. Of course, he finished ahead of his teammate. Uh, and I see the Fernando Alonso fans very much out in force about, well, Alonso would have got him. Oh, he actually kind of technically finished seventh and he just gave up the position. Whatever. Fernando did say after the race he was maybe a tenth or two a lap quicker than Lance, and that doesn't guarantee that he's going to get through. We, we'll never know. Yeah, of course, Fernando stands. Tommy Wayne, one of them, will be like, yeah, he would have got him easy, Mike. Yeah, easy peasy. But Lance still had a very impressive performance and... Maybe he can build from here now, going into his home race in a couple of weeks. Yeah, Alonso would have got him, wouldn't he? Um, <laughs> I've gone for a 7 out of 10 for for Lance. Uh, I think it was a good drive, but I don't think it was like a worldy drive. I think on paper, you look at it and go, oh, fifth, qualified fifth, finished sixth. He got up to P3 at the start. Give him some credit. I know, but he ultimately dropped back, and I think Alonso showed... Uh, the pace uh, in that car at the end, and maybe could have. You know, I think he would have got ahead of him. So it's a good. It's definitely a, a much better drive to bounce back from. But I can't give it any higher than a seven. It's like a seven point five for me. But I'm going for a seven. That's fine. I'm giving him an eight because I don't feel like I'll ever give him an eight for the rest of the season. <laughs> so you know, I'm being generous. Okay, we now go to his teammate Fernando Alonso. Started eighth, finished seventh. Uh, gone for the same grade, seven out of ten. Finished together on the road, uh, and Alonso would have beaten him in the race if he'd have passed him. But instead, he was waving to the crowd. Um, but y- you can't you can't separate them just because one's Fernando Alonso and one's Lance Stroll. Oh, um, I can. Yeah, I know you will. Uh, but look, it's his own fault that he made a mistake in uh, qualifying, which is what hampered him. Uh, so that's why he's getting a seven. Interesting. Your fanboy is showing. Uh, I've gone for a six out of 10 for Fernando. I think it was a, a pretty disappointing weekend for him, uh, making that crucial error in qualifying, uh, which hampered his car for the entirety of it. And then he couldn't get any higher than, well, we qualified ninth, but obviously started eighth and then just didn't really have the pace. I think considering he has consistently destroyed Stroll this year, uh, I can't give him any higher than a six just because I think it was a, you know, a relatively poor weekend for, for Fernando when, when you consider what he has been doing. Five podiums this year. Uh, yeah, to finish seventh when I think there was definitely more on the table. Stroll showing that. Um, yeah, Fernando, uh, six out of ten. Now go to Valtteri Bottas. Started 16th, finished 19th. I've gone for a two out of ten uh, for Valtteri. 
the uh, the only reason it's not a one because I'm absolutely disgusted with how slow he is at the moment uh, <laughs> is because he helped his teammates slightly. But the fact that he is slowing down the pack in order to help his much more inexperienced teammates. This is Valtteri Bottas. He's won races at Mercedes. He's out-qualified Lewis Hamilton. This man is just chilling now. He's he's putting more effort into his amazing appearance than he is on track, it feels like, at the moment. It just feels very calm, but too calm. Like, pick it up, Valtteri. Otherwise, just as Tommy <laughs> said in the Twitch live streams, otherwise you're going to be wheeled off into a retirement home. Like... Yeah. Pick it up, Valtteri. You are a great driver. What is going on? You can't defend, but you are a great driver. You're great in qualifying. Sort it out. Yeah, I have gone for one out of ten. It was just appalling <laughs> from, from Bottas. I mean, I think this is the third race this year where Bottas is looking like he's driving like an F2 car compared to the rest of the field. It's just absolutely awful just driving around at the back. I don't know what has gone on this season. Had that amazing amazing performance in Bahrain where he put that car where it shouldn't have been. I said, did I not? I, I looked back at the where we did the championship order. I put him, I think it was 16th in the championship or something. And you were like, what are you doing? And then he's got so many points from that first race. He's actually doing all right in the championship. Hey, and that's kind of saved of Yuki, him. Isn't he? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he is. And dare I say, I think if you actually average out We'll do this halfway through the season. I think he's been one of the worst drivers of the season when you actually take an average. He's been awful. Really bad. Oh. New a newborn Valtteri hater in Tom Bellingham here. It's uh he's he's not happy. <laughs> but neither of us are happy. This is uh it's not where he deserves to be, I don't think. He's he's yeah, very strange. I'd love to know what is actually going on uh in his mind. We now go to Zhou Guan Yu. His teammates started thirteenth, finished ninth. I've gone for a 9 out of 10 for Zhou Guan Yu. I think it was the <laughs> polar opposite to Bottas' performance. I think it was really good, uh, showed good pace, uh, over, overtook some cars. I, I think uh, I think he had a great first race, didn't he, where he got some points, I think it was. But uh, for, for me, that's a standout performance of his career so far. Uh, I think he really, you know, to absolutely batter your teammate as well and get points in that car that we said that's just been so anonymous all the time uh yeah well done jay yeah to make bottas your like guinea pig for you yeah. know that is, is is absolutely ridiculous to say out loud i've gone for a nine out of ten as well for show a great qualifying well great a decent qualifying uh, and then made up solid positions in the race wasn't afraid to to attack yuki even when there was you know a couple of points on on the on the line and yeah uh, really really decent performance uh, from joe he was looking very quick at the start as well uh, we were you know he was on the coattails of of sort of the i think it was stroll and yeah it was uh, he was hanging guys, on to the so. top, top teams yeah so very good performance from joe uh, we now go to oscar piastri started ninth Finished 13th. I've gone for a 5 out of 10 uh, for, for Oscar. Ultimately didn't score any points. It wasn't the worst weekend ever, but like it, it was more of a what could have been after both McLarens being in Q3. You go, ah, oh, maybe it's some points this weekend. And it just, it just didn't work out for him uh, at all. Uh, it's just 
I don't know what it is about Piastri at the moment because I genuinely do feel like he's he's building to something, but it just seems to fall short a lot of the time. Yeah, I've gone for a five out of ten as well. Uh, completely agree. He's he's nearly there, isn't he? Like he's got. Uh, we saw a, a glimpse of it. I know it's only like one bit of qualifying, but he was the only one that got near Max Verstappen in one of the sessions. I think it was Q one, uh, where he like what a lap that is. Um, and he he's doing a lot better than what Ricardo did against Norris, so he could be proud of that. But you're just waiting for that one really top performance where he puts in like a P6, P7 uh, and sort of announces himself on on the world stage. So at the moment, uh, it's just not happening for him. So yeah, gone for a five. Announces himself on the world stage. Hello, (laughs) God, Tommy, commentator. Lando Norris up next, started third, finished 17th. Ouch. Uh, gone for a three out of ten. Uh, I think it is it's unfortunate, but it is his mistake. Uh, I have to give him props for that amazing qualifying. But he should have just thought about, you know, just be a bit more cautious at turn one. You've got the chance to get some really good points for McLaren that haven't got many this season uh, and to throw it all away right at the start, uh, even though it is just a messy turn one incident uh i think he is certainly has to put some of the blame on himself uh and weirdly uh, i was looking at the results this is the fourth time this year he's finished 17th what a weird stat that is to of all the places to finish four 17th places in seven races what a weird weird thing to happen so yeah uh not good for close your ears close your ears mclaren fans that is um yeah, that is that is hard reading uh, to say the least. Now I've gone for a five out of ten for Lando because I'm not I'm not going to downgrade him as much for that lap one incident just purely because qualifying was unbelievable. You know that was uh, a, an incredible result for him, um, and it was I would I'm putting it down as just unfortunate for for Lando for for this weekend. He tried to just stick a nose. I, I do think he shouldn't have done it, and obviously in hindsight, it's a beautiful thing. But it was it was very unlucky, uh, and then after that, of course, his race is screwed. He has to pit on lap one. He goes on the hard tires, uh, and then yeah, and then he's pretty much doomed from there because the McLaren didn't have race pace. Um, but I, I still think his his qualifying performance definitely needs uh, you know a shout out there and shows that he still got it when the car isn't completely the only factor really when it comes to you know a dry bone dry qualifying it's all about how the car's set up and of course the driver performing but it's more leaned towards the car but as soon as it's a bit slippery it's all about driver feel that's when lando uh, comes into his own so yeah i'm gonna give him a five it's straight down the middle it's average but yeah uh, a very difficult weekend for, for him to digest i'm sure 
of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We now go to Pierre Gasly. Started 10th, finished 10th, but he qualified all the way up in 4th, but then blocked everyone and therefore <laughs> yeah. uh, got two three-place penalties uh, going into the race. I've gone for a 5 out of 10 for Pierre. Um it kind of is a little bit like a Lando, where it's what could have been. Uh, of course, he did fin- he did score a point, which was you know a, a, a reasonable result. But he he lost a lot of positions at the start, uh, and then uh, was able to eventually make up uh, for that and score score one point. But starting fourth, he could have he could have easily beaten Ocon uh, and, and sort of slotted in uh, to where Ocon finished in eighth. I would say if it wasn't for those mistakes in qualifying. Yeah, I've gone for a 6 out of 10. Uh, it was a very good qualifying result, but just a shame that he blocked so many people uh, to get two penalties. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Gasly's another driver that won what might have been in that race, but I feel like quite a few times this year uh, we've seen that. So, yeah, not good. Not good, Pierre Gasly. Uh, Pierre Gasly, what? I just called your dog. I was going to say Frank, but said Pierre Gasly. Frank does not uh, agree with whatever that was. In fact, uh, Tommy is now going to go and speak to to Frank to really tell him to not voice his opinion so loud next time whilst we're recording a podcast. Um, so we're now in an interval. Uh, Tommy's Tommy's left. Our next driver up is Esteban Ocon. If you want to go and get yourself as a drink, you know, keep yourselves hydrated. That's absolutely fine. I don't even know if this is making into the edit. Who knows? But I just want to say I love each and every one of you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. It definitely won't make the YouTube edit, but maybe it will make the audio. Uh, So this is an exclusive love you (laughs) to all audio listeners. And Tommy's back now. I was just saying that in the audio, this might stay in because who knows? They love little off the rails edits and or non-edits. You calling Frank Pierre Gasly. Yep, me calling Frank Pierre Gasly and then saying that we, we love each and every one of the audio listeners because this, is, this, this won't be going in the YouTube edit. So, yeah, cool. Right, Esteban Ocon started sixth, finished eighth. I've gone for a seven out of ten for Ocon. Uh, it's decent points, decent drive, but um, doesn't look as heroic uh, when you've had an amazing podium at Monaco, does it? But it's just solid like a good performance in an alpine it's about where that car should be so yeah solid seven out of ten i agree seven out of ten for for ocon um i almost gave him a six out of ten but i was like it's still eighth it's still a solid drive in the alpine but it's it's very difficult when you look at monaco and you go well you know that was unbelievable but yeah it's still a, a decent drive for ocon another Solid points finish, and an SD Bestie is really uh, doing a good job this year, I would say, so far. Uh, and he should be very proud of himself. Do you want to talk about his move? Should we, yes. Should we have a little chat about Go on, then. that little defensive move? Um, yeah, it's just SD Bestie doing SD Bestie things, really. But um, surprisingly, Alonso didn't complain about it. I thought he'd be, uh, you know, wagging his finger, and particularly with it being an ex teammate. Um, but I think the camera angles made it look worse than it actually was. When you look at the onboard, 
It was a consistent move from Ocon. It was late. It was, as, as Martin Brundle would say, it was a day late and a dollar short. But, <laughs> the old catchphrase. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it was Max Verstappen, Kimi Raikkonen at Spa kind of levels, you know, where no, it was no. like a little, ooh, it was a consistent move. It was slightly late, sure. But if Alonso's not complaining about it, I ain't got a problem with it. You know what I mean? It's not yeah, like he's on the fair. paycheck. And, and Alonso would happily probably throw Ocon under the bus now that, oh, that you know, absolutely. he's driving for Alpine, <laughs> of course. Um, but... He had no problem with it. So he did throw up being under the bus because he was uh, one of the people that was the stewards that got Gasly a penalty because he was like he mentioned that they blocked Max, which was quite amusing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would like to put faith in the stewards that it wasn't just Alonso's reporting that well, uh, you never know these days. that happened. But but Fernando has so much mental capacity these days to watch races to to report to the stewards. This man is like <laughs> mega mind. It's incredible. Um, let's now move to Lewis Hamilton. Started fourth, finished second. I've gone for a 9 out of 10 for Lewis. Um, really strong race, uh, showing that that Mercedes has <laughs> thrust itself into potentially the second fastest team again. It's constantly changing. Ferrari, Aston Martin, Mercedes. Uh, and it would be amazing if uh, you know, we could just ignore Red Bull. That would be what a championship fight that would be. But Red Bull are here. Verstappen has gone. He's finished the race three years ago. Uh, but Lewis did a, did a great job. I think um, it's easy to get excited about how... Much Mercedes has moved forward, but Red Bull are still a lot further down the road. Um, but Lewis seemed very happy after the race, uh, and second is a, is a great result and a, and a double podium finish. Yeah, I've gone for a 9 out of 10 for Lewis. Oh, it's, it's close to a 10, but I think I think he left some on the table in qualifying, and then you never know. You know if he decided on the front row, I, I don't think he'd have beaten Max, but maybe, you know, dive bomb seeing them two going into that ter- turn one again would have been quite, quite something to behold but it was a great drive uh you know the car's looking a lot better and he just showed that uh he's still very much uh got the got the pace when he needs to great on his tires uh put in some good moves as well and uh yep yeah, do really want to see them back challenging because uh i think it does feel like Hamilton is that that driver that can take it to max like if they if that car was good he 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 is just like that consistent driver that I think would do it yeah, uh, it's funny that you say if Hamilton had been on the front row uh what that would have looked like i mean if you put Hamilton in Carlos Sainz's position. I think Hamilton's going to try and swoop it around the outside. Uh, Carlos doesn't. Max Verstappen goes late on the brakes, bleeds off the brakes, runs wide, hits into Hamilton, and it's you know deja vu for the, <laughs> the hundredth time. Carlos obviously bailed out of it. And I've seen a lot of discussion online and on Twitter as well about Max Verstappen's driving style, defensive style, the way he, in which he defends positions. Uh, it is incredibly in- aggressive. Like You, you oh, yeah. watch that lap one, turn one, Max is not allowing Carlos to go round the outside in any universe. He is, and and that's a that's a mentality he has instilled in everyone else. Now they know that Verstappen is not giving an inch, and it's funny how he's getting sort of some criticism for that. Oh, it's so aggressive, but yet Senna, Schumacher, all of these other great champions that are lauded for their amazing achievements did exactly the same thing. Max is so much like Michael Schumacher. It's scary. Like the the way he pushes the rules to the limit. It, we've seen it with everything. You know, he's he's he basically does something until they say 
no, we can't do this now. And then he'll find something else. That's what Schumacher did. You know, the, the old Schumi chop that he used to do at the the time. It was never, all the drivers complained about it, but it was never deemed a, like illegal. So it's like, well, of course, it's going to do it every, every time. Uh, and that's exactly what Max does. You know, pushes uh, the rules until they basically go, no, you can't drive alongside someone in a safety car and then he'll find something else to do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny because I think, I guarantee that Hamilton and Verstappen collide if they were on the front row of the grid and he was in science's <laughs> position. I just know it, 100%. Um, George Russell started 12th, finished 3rd. I've gone for an 8 out of 10 for George. Uh, really good race, um, but poor qualifying. He's got to be disappointed with that qualifying. Uh, and yeah, he's uh, the fact that he's managed to get through the pack, uh, starting behind Perez and beating beating him on the track uh, is very impressive uh and yeah a, a good solid performance from from george to get to get a podium so yeah eight out of ten i've gone for a nine out of ten for george i think um you can kind of overlook the qualifying uh in this particular instance because i mean you yourself said he he beat perez from the same position on the grid pretty much so to do that in a mercedes that was clearly nowhere near the level of that red bull and to pull off such amazing moves of course he had a moment where he thought it was raining as well there was plenty about george russell in this race uh, and he did a he did a fantastic job there was no safety cars or anything like that and he finished eight seconds behind his teammate after everything he had to go through and all of those overtakes he had to make so um I thought it was a yeah a brilliant performance from George and uh, I can't really fault him too much. I think it, to be finishing on the podium it is an unbelievable result for him. So, uh, so yeah, nine out of 10. Uh, okay, we now get to Carlos Sainz. Started second, finished fifth. I've gone for a seven out of 10 for Carlos. Uh, very strong qualifying as it always bloody is with Ferrari. And then it's, ha ha, tire wear, slow. We don't have the pace. Um, obviously lost out to, to Lewis at the start. Um, and then it was literally just trying to cling on for dear life, really, for, for Carlos. Um, finishing fifth is you know decent result, decent points for the team. Um, obviously, you know, outpaced and destroyed Leclerc, if you want to put it that way, and you want to look at it on paper. Of course, we don't really know what was going on with Leclerc's car. Um, but yeah, Carlos, 7 out of 10. Uh, I've gone for an 8 out of 10 for Carlos. Uh, I think it's really... Yeah, brilliant qualifying to put it on the front row. Um, and then he's driven the best he can in that Ferrari with their appalling tyre wear, uh, which is just always going to be their Achilles heel, it seems, which is painful. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a good, uh, a very good drive from Sainz. One of, one of the best uh, in his Ferrari career, I think, especially when um, Charles had such a, a stinker of a race, but then we don't know. Uh, I'm sure we'll find out what the reasons were for that. It is Maybe. Ferrari, mate. We might not. We are checking for <laughs> a year checking. and a half. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, let's speak about Charles Leclerc now then. Started from the pit lane and finished 11th. Uh, gone for a 2 out of 10 for Charles Leclerc. Uh, just, Bloody hell! Just slow, wasn't he? Just couldn't get a point. I thought he'd have at least got a point. Um, Jesus Christ! I but, thought mine was going to be a bad two out of ten. Yeah, well, he's qualified. Are you last. mad? What, why? He qualified well, last, the, the and he was, was terrible. Well, I mean, he could only do what he could, and uh, 
a two out of ten. I mean, what he should have got a point, surely, in a Ferrari. Yeah, but warrant a two? That's like Loki Sarge levels. Yeah, but Loki Sarge driving a Williams. <laughs> is that all of your explanation done? Yeah, it is. It is a really poor weekend for him. Okay. All right, we'll just ignore everything that you've just said. Uh, I'm going to go with a four out of ten for Charles Leclerc. Um, very, you know, an unknown issue in qualifying, which um, I'm just going to take that as gospel because it's Charles Leclerc in qualifying. We, he doesn't he doesn't get knocked out in Q1 unless there's a problem. Um, and and then yeah, obviously didn't make much headway in the race, but still finished eleventh from starting in the pit lane. Was very much you know screwed over by Ferrari strategy as well. Why they're putting him on hards to only allow him to go sixteen laps and then sticking him on the softs, and then back on the hards, even though he asked for the softs again and they didn't put the softs on the car. His pace was all right on the hards at the end, but he asked for something different and wasn't given it. So um, so yeah, four out of ten. Cannot believe you've given him a two. I'm, 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 it's almost like I am Charles Leclerc. Yeah. I am insulted by that. But um, but yeah, still a weekend to forget for Charles. And still, yeah, also can't believe he didn't score points. Um, so yes, pain. Sergio Perez started 11th, finished 4th. I've gone for a 7 out of 10 uh, for, for Perez. I think, you know, obviously it was a poor qualifying. Didn't manage to really do a huge amount in that but then again it's, it's these certain drivers that for whatever reason couldn't grasp the uh the, the greasy conditions and yeah very poor made up back to fourth should have been on the podium i can't give him any more than a seven um maybe even should be a six but i've stuck with seven for now because he still finished fourth and um yeah a difficult race and a difficult weekend again for perez i've gone for a seven out of ten for perez as well um yeah, poor poor qualifying. This was the race that he needed to kind of bounce back after Monaco and go, no, I can still challenge Max. And then to get knocked out and then just not make it through the field like we've seen Max do when he's been the one that's, you know, scuppered in qualifying. So you can't really give him anything lower than a seven for finishing fourth. But I do agree somewhat with Nico Rosberg, you know, saying fourth you know he should be making his way to second third he's in a he's in a car that his teammate is just making it look like a rocket ship and a league of its own so yeah seven out of ten for Perez okay we now go to Max Verstappen started first finished first <laughs> I've gone for a 10 out of 10 unsurprisingly it's the biggest 10 out of 10 I mean what what more can you say uh, fastest in FP1, FP2, FP3, quali, race, fastest lap. You know, even the fastest lap, uh, he was there and his team said, don't go for fastest lap uh, because Perez has got, uh, had fresh softs on. He'd managed to get DRS uh, and Max went, all right, okay, and then went three tenths quicker. Um, he's just unbelievable at the moment. And of course, he's got a very, very good car, but then his teammate is showing that, you know, it's not it is it's not always plain sailing. So the fact that he's just absolutely walked it uh, shows that he is just in unbelievable form. And yeah, 40 race wins now is insane. 
Certainly is. I've also gone for a 10 out of 10, unsurprisingly. I was actually looking to see who was fastest in Q1, but it wasn't Verstappen, um, which is really annoying because that would have been (laughs) the entire clean sweep. Fastest in FP1, FP2, FP3. And then I was hoping for Q1, Q2, Q3 for, you know, just just for it all to fit in nicely. Um, But now he's washed. So maybe a 9 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) But no, uh, what can you say? The, The man and the machine are one. Um, I posted that whole the fact that he was fastest in almost everything, and people are like, "Yeah, the car's great, isn't it?" It's like he is so far clear of Perez this weekend. The fact that he was able to get fastest lap after being told by his team, "No, Perez did a sixteen-six uh, with DRS on a fresh set of softs," and he's gone ha, okay, and then put in a sixteen-three on more used softs without DRS. He is unbelievable. Genuinely, that it is, uh, I, I, it is, it's, it's hard and it's sad to see him so far clear of everyone else. But you have to also admire what he's doing in that car. Yes, Formula One is all about the car. Well done, welcome. You know, people that go, oh, yeah. it's all about the car. Yes, it is. It's always been about the car in Formula One. The driver makes a difference, but it's about the car usually. And he is. Yeah, doing an incredible job, just like Hamilton did in the Mercedes era, using exactly what he's got underneath him, and it's perfection, really. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Max Verstappen, 10 out of 10, well done. I'm not just saying that because I'm wearing a Red Bull hoodie. As you'll know, I'm just loading up to eventually jinx them at one point during the year, and then everyone will thank me when we don't get a complete clean sweep uh, for Red Bull this year. (laughs) Absolutely. Now it's time to crown P1. I've forgotten to write it in the sheet again. Let's crown P1, Max Verstappen. Yeah, the only one <laughs> that got the only 10. 10 out of 10. Yeah, so well done, Max. You did an amazing job. Um, slow down now, will you? Like, Can he just wrap up the championship really early and then we get Danny Rick in that seat? Yes, I'm sure and Perez then Danny Rick, that. <laughs> and then Danny Rick can take, yeah, can take Verstappen's seat and then he'll win everything. And then he'll finish third in the championship and then Red Bull will get a one, two, three. It's never been done. I've seen a lot of people saying that record. We'll, we'll find same. out. That would be huge. Uh, and I'm also sure. very great for Daniel Ricciardo fans. <laughs> and the rest of the field, if uh, Max Verstappen's not driving, because look, it's all right saying, oh, he's got the best car by a mile, but Perez hasn't finished second in every single race. So if Max wasn't there, we would have had... Different winners other than Red Bull, but yeah, he's similar not. to maybe Alonso at Aston Martin. If Alonso wasn't Aston Martin, we you may not have seen one podium for Aston. You've gone, oh, they're a strong midfield car nowadays. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, yeah, it, the driver does make some of some bit of a difference. Anyway, that is it. Thank you, everyone, for for watching and listening to this driver ratings podcast. Let us know if you agree or disagree. I know that it is a great amount of controversy, some of our ratings that we give. I'm sure me giving Lando a 5 out of 10 is going to spark some debate. Um, Which is only an opinion. Um, It is an opinion. Everyone has them, uh, and ours are correct. Well... Mine are correct, um, because I can't believe you gave Charles Leclerc 2 out of 10. Uh, If you want to get involved in funniest tweets in a couple of weeks' time, hashtag P1. Uh, And also, if you want to leave us a five-star review, please do. Let us know why, and we'll feature one of yours at some point in the near future. Lots of love. Take care. Adios. Enjoy a week off Formula One, especially if you're a McLaren or Ferrari fan. And we'll see you soon. Bye. 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 P1 is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network.